They call me Dr. Positive. I really, really love the life I live. And if you're feeling negative, I got the remedy for you. They call me Dr. Positive. I'm, incredi- I'm an incredibly positive person, you know. And I actually love my life and I've loved my life all my life. When you're in a situation where you're in a wheelchair and you're getting judged every day from society, then it's hard. I don't see how someone who hasn't even been in that arena could come up to me and say, well, why don't you just go out and get your own girlfriend, man? It's just <laughs> yeah, like, kiss, say, yeah. kiss my ass. You know? <laughs> I like this guy. You know? It's <laughs> <laughs> my ass. Hi, everybody, and welcome to According to Asta. And I'm very excited and happy to tell you guys that this week's guest is Dermot Philpot, also known as my dad. Hey, Dad. Hey, Ass. Nice to be with you today. It's looking good out there, and I'm glad to be alive, to be quite honest. It's uh, it's great. <laughs> That's good to hear. Uh, what? Tell me, what, what do you think of all this kind of madness that's going on with the I, I don't even say it anymore i mean like we're we're avoiding everyone in the streets we're all avoiding each other and it's just gone a bit crazy hasn't it well i went out to the hardware store today and they were very uh <clears throat> strict about the rules which in some ways gave gives you a bit of a feeling of security because <clears throat> All the news, you know, I've, I've basically stopped watching the news because it it's just kind of instilling fear in oneself, and and really, at the end of the day, fear is fear, fear is the fear itself because it's a yeah, certain fear. Fear feeds off fear, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, and I wonder what we're feeding at the moment. That's the thing. I mean, because it's, <laughs> as, as as Trump says, it's an unseen enemy. Now, mm. what is the unseen enemy that we're having to deal with? I mean, um, yeah, it's um, it's it's weird. It's like it's weird that it's all of a sudden just kind of happened really quickly as well. Has it? Has anything ever happened like this uh, through your lifetime? No, it hasn't. I mean, I was born in 52, soon after the Second World War, and my parents always seemed to have that uh, rationing kind of nature. I mean, we never had much in the house, and uh, I remember at Christmas we had very little, but what we had we were quite happy with. I mean, we developed a, a feeling of um, of happiness, you know, with one with one's siblings. So we'd spend time together and and no it hasn't it it really hasn't happened in in my lifetime this kind of thing but i mean let's face it they put out enough feature films don't they the day after tomorrow and all these disaster movies that people are almost kind of conditioned yeah maybe it's like maybe it's kind of a law of attraction thing going on well it could be and and you know what that that saying is you you've got to be careful what you wish for and uh, I mean, I, I put a a clip of Fantasia on on Facebook today. It was uh, Mickey Mouse, and uh, he was the Wizard's Apprentice. And uh, if you look at what happened, is that the Wizard goes away, and Mickey Mouse thinks that he's the Wizard now. And in some respects, we're all children, and we think that we've we, we've we've become the Wizard. But I mean, we really need that higher power or whatever it is to kind of rebalance things mm. I, I, I for me personally i think uh you know i've come through a lot in my life and a lot of uh barriers and a lot of health things or whatever even from the day i was born in miami like i was you know i, I pulled through that so i believe that the human being can pull through anything well, you know, when you were born in Miami, I, I I always tell this story, but I was walking down Alton Road in Miami and I really had this desire within me to to find out why I was here. I had a, such a strong, overwhelming feeling to find the truth, you know, and uh, it was that particular evening that, you know, when I went home that you were conceived and... Uh, 
when you were born, it was it was um it was a total surprise. I'm not saying it was a shock because it was some <laughs> it, it was something out of the norm, you know. Mm. And uh, I mean, I can kind of compare it to some of the experiences that we're going through now. It, it's not normal, and and people are saying, aren't they? <clears throat> well, when we get back to normal, but I mean, really, what is normal? I mean, I I've, I've never felt normal ever. You know, I mean, to to come into this world in a human form, and to to because I mean, when you think about it, you're looking out out of those two eyes, and you've you you you're in you're in in this body. It's a skull. It's kind of a, a bony frame, and also you you have this brain that's floating between two or three stalks in your head in in water. So I mean, what is actually normal? I mean, really. It's finding that normality in your life, but most people they build these routines up to try and it's almost like a safety measure to feel like yes, this is normal. And uh, no, I've I've never felt normal, but I mean, when you were born, it, it kind of broke broke the um, broke open a certain frequency. It brought our family into a, a new realm because you know really everybody bases the the families on the one boy or a, a girl and mm. that's how it is and the, the girl's going to grow up she's going to get married they're going to have kids and yeah i hear um i hear perfection splattered around a lot when they oh, we want our kids to be perfect and stuff and that's that's all all fine as well but I, what i'm interested to know how did you how did you handle it on a when I was born in Miami and that was nineteen eighty two? Uh how did you handle it on a practical level? Because I was pretty, for want of a better term, fucked up. Well, on a practical level, it, it seemed I mean we I was I was given the impression that you were a monster by by the pediatrician and um because when you when you I was waiting next door for you to arrive because mom had been in labor for about 12 hours and the the doctor suddenly, you know, the pediatrician suddenly decided that it wasn't happening and that, you know, you should have a, a cesarean. So th- there was another 12-hour period when I was waiting in the room next door and I was saying to the midwife at that point, Mona, saying, man, something's not quite right here. Why is it taking so long? And uh, like 10, 5, 10 minutes later, the the paediatrician and the obstetrician burst into the room and they were still in the operational gowns and stuff and they looked kind of ashen. They were they were like you know they were they they were in shock, and uh, from that point on, it really has been almost like a, a an, an experience of shock, you know, because it just blows the mind, and really, my mind was blown. And on a practical level, you know, I, I never came to visit you for over a week because it's almost like I've been given such a heavy impression of what it was what you were like that I really didn't want to go near the hospital. I just kind of tried to put it out of my mind. But uh, uh, Mona, her friend, funnily enough, that was the nurse that was actually looking after you down at Variety Children's Hospital, and uh, she says, look, you've got to just come down here and, 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 and connect. You know, you've got to connect with Aster. And uh, I drove down, you know, and I had a lot of misgivings because, I mean, Variety Children's Hospital is about – half an hour's drive from from uh, Miami because it was way down in South Miami. Mm. And um, I remember walking into the hospital and uh, the nurse was there, Mona's friend, and she had you in, in her arms, you know. And uh, I walked into the room and I, I couldn't see any distinctive features in the room. I couldn't see a bed. I couldn't see anything. All I could see was this pronounced light, you know, it was like I'd, I'd, I'd entered a, a a room that there was some kind of amazing uh, frequency or light being transmitted in that room. And I remember she passed me over to you and I had this overwhelming feeling of joy 
going through me when I held you. I mean, I, you, you, you have that anyway. I mean, I had that with mm. Simon, you know. It, birth is an incredible thing anyway, but this this was just more enhanced. Mm. And I just I had this... this I had this overwhelming feeling that, you know, because they had offered for a, for you to go into a residential care, you know, they'd, they'd even got a place lined up for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think this is really good for parents to hear as well, like especially parents that have got um, uh, people with physical disabilities, or you know problems that way and i think i think it's really good so what what happened after that i so i was eventually released from the hospital well i'd gone over to um north miami to tell mom because she was still in there recovering from the cesarean i was just saying you know because she she'd broke down in tears basically but I let, let her know, you know, how incredible you were, and we should go down there and and get you out of there, basically pick you up. So we went down there and picked you up from the hospital, and we we took you back, and we were driving over one of the causeways, and you were in the carry cot in the rear of the car. I mean, we didn't have these kind of seats and things then; it wasn't that safety conscious you know but i mean you there you were in the carry cot in the back seat and uh we were driving over the causeway to to the beach in miami and uh as we were driving over we saw this banner over the uh over the freeway and massive banner and it said uh uh asta we glad you're here you know and we saw that as a as, you know it's like in that uh jim carrey movie you know, mm. give me a sign, give me a sign, you know, and the truck goes and by and it's was. full of signs. And there was the sign, you know, and to me that was at that particular moment it was a sign and it was a sign from God, you know, because I am God conscious. I mean, mm. to me, every, every in every moment, for me, if if I'm not getting this breath, you know, this, this, there's a giver and, the, mm. you know, and, and I am a re- receiver and if I can share that experience with others. But, I mean, we saw that sign and it's like, I mean, later we found out it's the American Society of Travel Agents. We're a massive conference in town, but, you know. It didn't really matter, it didn't really matter in that moment, though, did it? Because what you saw was what you needed, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, every every step of the way with with your involvement, whatever's gone on and whatever experience has I've experienced it's none of it's been normal mm. you know there's always been some kind of upheaval going on but but always normal, that... normal boring right <laughs> well what is like I go go back to that point again well what is normal mm. what actually is normal I mean we're on this planet Asta and we're flying through time and space we're we're just moving, and this is this this Mother Earth that we're on. It's this just amazing spaceship that we're on, and I mean in the in the in the story of Ram, you know, they mentioned the 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 this uh, amazing world that they travel on. You know, Lord Ram travels on, and uh, and Hanuman they travel on this vehicle, and they call it Pushpaka, and Pushpaka is full of waterfalls, fields. It's it's vast, you know, and I mean, if we're not on pushbacker, to me, well, what are we on? What what this? There's a there's a magical experience to be had here, but we've mm. become. I mean, I I'm, I'm, I can't say we because I can't speak for anyone else. I can say for me that I've become really complacent about mm. life. I've become, you know, it's it becomes no, normalized, normalized. That's that's the word. And it's That's a root- good word. Yeah, it is, and it's routine. And you know, when it's normalized and routine, I don't see the magic. I, I, mm. I, my, my, my eyes are blinkered. But there's a heck of a lot of magic going on here, and and it's going on within me. So anyway, yeah, we brought you home, and we just took things from day to day. We we learned to live each day because mm. we weren't part of the the crowd anymore 
I mean, you know, people talk about paparazzi, but we'd go out with you, you know, and in the old and the earlier days, the dark ages, I call them. And, uh, you know, the way people look at people with disabilities, I don't, maybe they, they don't look like as much that anymore, but people tend to notice people in, 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 as, in this, as who have a disability. And it's like, you know, the, I remember one of the first times we took you out when we were back in the UK, you know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. people are just staring at us. It's like, who, you know, it's like this constant being on show all the time. I think it's, you the, know. I think it, I think it's the whole... I think it's the whole perception of normal again, isn't it? That people have got this kind of, um, if you like, quote unquote, perfect vision uh, for, for that someone should be. That when they see someone uh, a bit extraordinary, then it, it's you know it's kind of like it it does a number on the computer, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It, it kind of puts it just knocks them out of a certain area. I mean, I, I truly feel that, you know, because I've met many people uh, who with one disability or another, and I've always had some kind of an experience that's mm. put me in the moment. And I, I just see that, you know, people talk about the vulnerable at the moment, you know, we've got to protect the vulnerable. And, and I, I absolutely agree because... You know, each each and every soul on this planet is precious. And, I mean, it doesn't matter what age you are because people seem to write people off. Oh, I mean, I saw this thing the other day, you know, this piece on this guy who's 112 in the UK, and what an amazing guy. He mm. he, he actually had something to share. He says, because they asked him, he says, what, well, what have you got to share that, that you can share with us? And he says, well, make a friend out of your enemy, you know. Mm. And and what a what an amazing tip! So That's yes, I, I just feel the vulnerable have a lot to offer if they were given that opportunity to offer. And, and I, I mean, disability is like people with disabilities have been kept trapped in the darkness, you know, or out of sight, out of mind. Oh, and we're, we're talking about all all spectrums of disability. You know, we're talking about physical disability, um, hidden disabilities like say for instance uh autism the, across the whole spectrum really you know that they're, they're they're almost i don't know i feel anyway as a disabled person that we're swept under the rug a little bit yeah and i admire you for that because you teach me a lot you teach me to be compassionate you teach me to be kind and i need that you know because sometimes i, I kind of get uh taken away from the experience of my heart and um i think that's human i think that's all of us really i don't i think it's i don't think it just narrows down to one person now you you're a singer aren't you as well and you've you created a song called love has wings tell tell me a little bit about that well when you were when you were born and we were having these experiences my my brother's always been a writer he's he, he was a poet you know and uh, we come from a long line of poets. I mean, we our ancestor John Philpot Curran was a poet, and so was uh, Sarah Philpot Curran. And you can see a lot of their works. But I, occasionally, I'm really inspired. But I have to be inspired on a deeper level. And you inspired me to actually write a whole album, which I did at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there were various songs, but Lovers' Wings was one of my favourites and, uh, you know, because I just felt that I felt so much love from you that I just wanted to put it down in words because lover's wings, you know, uh, it takes you to the stars, you know, places you've been in as near and far. Let, Let us be with one another and make these feelings last, living in the moment and, and giving up the past because, I, I just don't want to look back into the past because, you know, the mind seems to bring out all the negatives, but it never gives you the the, the beauties and the, the moments that you have. And you inspired me to, to write. You inspired me to write poetry. And, and, and you still inspire me when I'm not distracted. 
you know, and, and so Lover's Wings was born out of a, a real deep feeling of love for you, you know. And uh, let's, um, let, let's listen to the track now. That's an amazing song. I really love it. I always have done, and I think, I think one day you and I should re-record it. Um, I, I really think that. But tell me, you're not the only musician in the family, aren't we? Can you tell me some stories about your late brother Noel Philpot, who is also a musician, who was a musician? Well, Noel was well before his time, really spiritual being, you know. In fact, his favourite book was the autobiography of a yogi. And uh, I remember different moments with Noel through the years and he always wanted to pick up a guitar and he always wanted to share his love. In fact, he he had a recording contract with CBS in the 70s and uh, he he brought out a particular song which just puts me in ecstasy every time I hear it. If I'm focused in the heart, I just I just disappear. And it's like you know, I was looking at some documentary the other day. They were saying there's on the sun there's a portal, you know, like a time portal that you can go through, yeah, and, and travel to another world. And some of the words of you know, of Noel's eternal lover is um, is is uh, let to sail into the heart of the sun, far beyond the gates of time, to the land of our eternal lover, and and he really had that. He was a visionary. He wrote from his visions. He wrote from that inner inner sanctum, 
And mm. because he was way too way ahead of his time, then the particular consciousness of, of the world at that point, it, it wasn't really open to, to, to what he was actually saying. And I mean, we've existed from poets and bards and minstrels for, for centuries that have, have lightened the load and the suffering of the human being. And Noel was one of those people that could take you out of, of the, a, a particular mood or vibe that you were in and, and put you in that certain oneness, that moment of, you know, beyond all time to the land of our eternal lover. And, you know, I, I, I um, Noel's eccentricity really upset quite a few people, you know, because he wasn't normal. He wasn't from that normal space, you know, and uh, mm. he he was he was a definite gift in my life and uh I mean I, I honor his I honor his, his life and I honor it and I, I constantly on and off talk to him and share share with him because a spirit like that doesn't die, it just continually mm. exists that's why i didn't really grieve when he passed from his body because i i, I wasn't split from him in fact i feel mm. more more of him these days than i did then you know i feel closer to him now than i did then so no eternal I love think- is definitely worth listening to it it's it's one of those songs that it's unique let's take a listen to it now Into the 
song as well i think you know i i, I call it the philpot dynasty you know I, I think we all have a legacy to leave um and you know i'm i'm quite proud of what i've achieved and what i've come through and where we are now really because we're alive and we're happy well i, I i'm happy and um i think you know i've I, i'm hoping i've helped you know, a lot of people in my position around the world with with documentaries or movies that we've done or uh, because it isn't about, to me, it isn't about always grabbing or money or fortune or fame. To me, it's about helping that person, it one person smile. Or I've had emails saying, you know, that I've changed people's lives and to me, that's incredible, isn't it? You know that what what we've all done as a team, we've done it as me, you, and my mum. We've done it as a team, the three of us. Well, yeah, and that team goes out further. I mean, for me, I think you've got you've got some balls. That's what I say. You've got some courage. <laughs> you've got the courage to speak out. You've got the courage to sing from your heart because you have an incredible voice too. And I mean, I love some of the songs that you, I mean. I, that song, Imagine, that you did with Erica in, in L.A., and you recorded it in an L.A. studio mm. with, with Dan, you know, who's who's recorded quite a lot of famous people, you know. And um, it, you, you, you had that. And, and Erica has such a sweet, angelic voice that she... Mm. she she can't, she's re- recorded that with you. And also Liam, you know, my uh, my nephew and your cousin, He he's a great sax player and he, he put some great licks on that song. And, uh, I mean, imagine anyway, John Lennon is, is let's face it, is, is all our hero because he really put himself on the line, you know, for peace on this planet. And uh, that was a great experience. And to me, to me, life, life is a, is about experiences whether they're good or bad like the the experience that we're all the whole world is going through now you know we can we can get down about it or we can think hang on the whole world's going through this you know it's not just it's not just me it's it's the whole entire world but it's an experience that we we we're going through yeah and we're all in the same boat I don't care if people are rich. I don't care if they're famous. I don't care if they're poor. I don't care what any level anyone is on. We're all in the same boat. And so we all have to look out for one another as, we, as we're as we being taken across the great divide because, you know, we are on a journey and we're on this journey together and when we're on this journey together, we can share so much. And I mean, I'd, I'd love to to hear. Imagine, I, I hope you 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 play that because um, it's well worth a listen. 
because you have the most angelic voice and uh, I love you dearly, you know. It's unconditional love because I'm not looking for anything from you, you know, because uh, we are a team and, and, and that team, it, it does expand out because as, as we are communicating now, it has a ripple effect and it has a ripple effect that, that branches out. And we have our other areas of the family and friends, you know, and really this, this, the, this world, the people in this world, they're all our family. You know, we're not self-contained in these little boxes because we all feel the same thing. We all experience the same stuff. We all have a heart. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. So we 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 are moving together in this experience, and something needed to to give anyway because people need to stop. They need to reflect, and and we need to take care of this planet that we're on. And uh, I mean, I thought no, it was- I, I totally I totally agree. As bad as as bad as things uh, appear to be in the media, uh, I say appear because. I'm not actually out there. Um, you know, we're all going through the same experience and I think it's quite a unifying experience um that that we're all everyone's going through. I mean, you go out on the streets and people I don't know whether it's just me or people just seem to be a lot nicer. <laughs> well, they they've had time to stop, haven't they? Because let's face it, you know, materialism and capitalism it, and, and productivity and and uh, got to keep the profits up, got to pay the dividends, got to pay the shareholders, uh, blah, blah, blah. It just goes on and on and on. But really, at the heart of it all is each and every human being. And whether corporate, whether CEO, whether on the, the board of directors, you know, you've got to mention them all, and politicians, uh, health workers, uh, um, you know, everyone, everyone, don't leave anyone out because really everyone was a child at one point, you know, a baby, and, and you know, sucking from the mother's taking milk or whether it's formula or you know, and, and nappies, we've all been in diapers, we've all had to go through that, we've all had to go through all those different experiences and, you know, that it's good to stop. It's good mm. to, to to want to be with your fellow human being because, you know, th- that's why I love that song. One of my favourite songs is is that, that song is What If God Was One Of Us, Just A mm. Stranger On The Bus Trying To Make His Way Home. You know, and really, isn't isn't that the truth? Absolutely. You know, God isn't some kind of figurehead or some statue in Brazil. You know, it's it's each and every one of us, and we're all trying to make our way home. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's let's be the good Samaritan if we can. You know, and uh, there, there's there's enough here for all of us. And I'm sure, it, and, and this is my pet theory about this whole thing, a real pet theory. And if we can achieve this, then I think we're all going to pull through. I think that the panacea for all ills is loving one another. Mm. And if we can increase that love without desire, without want, then build that love up between each other, you know, then I think that we all stand a chance. Mm. We can... Let, okay, let's create a hashtag, eh? Let's love... Hashtag let's love more. That That's... Let's let's spread that out. And I think you're absolutely right. I think the only healer in this is is to love. And, and I think somewhere along the line, whether it before this happened or whenever, I think we've lost track of that feeling, whether it's from what we're going through, we're working, getting up every day, our routine. But I think the right word is to reflect and love, you know, because that that's the only thing we've really got is to love one another because, you know, we, we all might have these houses and doors separating us and walls, but we all 
at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and that's to be loved and experience love. Yeah, and it, it's it's unconditional. It's not conditional. It's like, you know, at Christmas, well, I, I'm not going to give you something if you don't give me something, you know. <laughs> well, your gift isn't as good as mine or, wow, I really went out and <laughs> spent a lot of money on you, you know. Why haven't I got something back? And all this stuff, you know, it's it that's conditional. But true, 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 true love is unconditional. Mm. You know, it just is. And mm. that we don't know where this love can take us. Because it definitely is the rocket fuel to 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 our spaceship. It's 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 it generates. I mean, look at the Beatles. You know, what a phenomenon they were in the sixties, and they were transmitting. They were transmitting that sixties feel, that incredible love. And what what is it that people remember about the Beatles? That's it's that feeling, isn't it? That they were that, that all you need is love. You know, and they had they they were transmitting. They were channeling that magical vibration that the 60s was. And mm. you know what? That feeling, it, it's still here. It just hasn't left. And it is the antidote. It is the antidote. I know it's the antidote. So if, yes, if we can hashtag love and spread it around, and, you know, and I, I love those songs at the moment, you know, you st- these reggae songs or whatever different songs. You have one musician playing in one country and one musician mm. playing in another. And it just puts it puts the hairs on that the hairs stand on end. And that's what's starting to happen. You know, I love this these people are just turning away, they're turning the TV off. Because they've got yeah. so much creativity to share themselves. They've got I so much it, to offer. I think offer. it needed that. I think it needed that. We're all we're all kind of glued to it. Although, you know, <laughs> a lot of people, that might be, you know, the saving grace at the moment. I, I hear, I hear there's, a, there's a lot of good stuff on uh, on Netflix. I mean, coming to a lot of good stuff on, you know, you can always download a little movie called Come As You Are, everyone <laughs> out there. So, yeah, just to slip that one in. So, Dad, I'm going to do this quiz with you because everyone okay. does it. Everyone does it and no one gets away with it. Okay. All right. So your time starts now. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? Oh, chestnuts. You can't. Chestnuts. <laughs> I like it. What color is your toothbrush? My toothbrush is blue. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? Well, I'd go more into the bird life, I'd be the eagle. Nice. Soaring high. Yep. (laughs) What is one of the things you would put on your bucket list? To meet the Dalai Lama. Nice. What is your favourite superhero and why? My favourite superhero is Superman. Uh, The original Superman. I used to read the, the DC comic books years ago, a friend of mine had them Barry, you know, because we, my parents wouldn't buy me them. But, uh, and also I've got a particular, I think Christopher Reeve was, was the best Superman ever. He actually looked like Superman to me and, uh, bless him. I, I really love him and uh, my heart goes out to him right now. I agree with you. He does actually look like Superman. Uh, <laughs> who do you admire the most? Admire the most. Um, hmm. I admire my, I admire you, actually, the most. <laughs> Everyone says that. No, you can't say that. You need to. All right, look, pick another one. <laughs> well, the the other one that I admire the most is my teacher Prem Rawat. He's he helped me a lot, and uh, he's got some guts. You know, he really has. He's courageous, and uh, what an amazing guy! He's a peace guy. ambassador, isn't he? Yeah, he's peace ambassador. He spoke in, in front of the UN. His father was involved in actually forming. Uh, the, the the United Nations and uh, he's he definitely is is a, a source of peace. I mean, if he was running the show, I'd feel a lot more 
comfortable. It probably is behind the scenes, but hey, you know, um, if if he 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 needs to be more accepted and and uh, you know, but uh, yeah, he's he's one of the most. After you, he's I do admire him the most. I agree. You know, if if anyone needs kind of that extra little help at the moment, go on to um, www.timelesstoday.tv and, and check it out. He's he's really cool. Okay, back to the questions. What is your favourite summer activity? My favourite summer activity is... Uh... Keep it clean. <laughs> it, it has to be uh, on a Mediterranean beach or a Floridian beach. Nice. If a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Mm, that's a difficult one. Ah. <laughs> this always gets people. I love it. A genre. Ah. I think I'd like to be the wise, mysterious monk. Mm. That's where I'd like to be. Um, yeah. And, and who um, would play you? I'd like probably like... Um, that's going to be Patrick Stewart. Nice. I really, I really love Patrick Stewart. He's amazing. If you could be any flavour of ice cream, what ice cream flavour would you be and why? Oh, uh, lemon sorbet. I, and why? Because it brings back memories of when I was in uh, a little village on the Mediterranean coast when I was a child called Cogolato. And it always just reminds me of that. I love lemon sorbet. Nice. Who is your favourite cartoon character and why? Favourite cartoon character, no problems, Mickey Mouse. And um, because... He was one of the original uh, cartoons from Walt Disney. I really admired Walt Disney, and I, I remember uh, uh, every Christmas when we were growing up, Walt Disney would uh, present, make a presentation before Disney Hour would come on, and it was our favourite time at Christmas. Mickey Mouse. Love that. Hey, Dad, thanks for so much for being on the show. I love you so much. Um, my love is unconditional too. Um I'm very grateful for all you've done for me. And um, we're going to end today, today's show, today's podcast with um, the song Imagine. And um, I hope everyone keeps smiling, uh, stay safe. And uh, yeah, just just keep keep that mental health on balance because, you know, we can get through this and we've been through as individuals, human beings, we've been through a lot worse, I'm sure. So keep smiling, and uh, I love you all. Thank you. Imagine there's no heaven It's easy try No hell below us Above us only sky Imagine all the people living Imagine there's no countries It isn't hard to do Nothing to kill or to die for And no religion too Imagine all the people Living life in peace You may say 
I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one I hope someday you join us And the world will be as one I wonder if you can No need for greed or hunger A brotherhood of man Imagine all the people sharing all the world. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one I hope someday 